All right, so welcome to the Eastside Movement Company podcast. It's Dr. Amy. Today I have with me Jordy Whittle. Jordy, uh, I met through Breakfast Club a little while back, and uh, Jordy is a cyclist. She's also a runner and a swimmer. She's dabbling some triathlon stuff. Um, and I'm really excited to talk with Jordy because she is helping lead Breakfast Club, and she's been in charge of the Babes Ride for quite a while, which is an awesome, awesome place for female cyclists to get together during the week. Um, in Austin. So without further ado, thank you, Jordy, for being yeah, here. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Um, so I guess I'll just kind of briefly, you know, talk about where I'm from. Yeah. Tell, okay. tell people who you yeah. are. Where okay. From. So I, uh, grew up in Arlington, Texas. I was actually born, born in California, grew up in Arlington, which is right in between Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, my parents are from Northern Kentucky, uh, hmm. right across the river from Cincinnati. So kind of Midwestern parents. Um, but then, yeah, I went to Arlington High for high school, and then once I graduated, um, studied at the University of Texas. I studied biology, minored yes. in business, um, thought I was going to do the whole pre-med route, and then I realized that's a lot of school, and <laughs> I don't necessarily want to be in school that long. Um, so now that kind of led me to, like, I do um, medical device sales for a gynecology company, and I've been in that space for almost nine years. I think it's been nine years, almost 10 years. So Nice. Yeah. When when did you graduate from UT? I graduated in 2013. Okay. Um, yeah. We had a like smidge of overlap. I was at UT from 2011 to 2016. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it the... seems to be happening. That happened with like Grant from Breakfast Club 2 and Jake, yep. and it's kind of like these all, you know, yeah. Texas connects us. So. Texas connects us. Yeah, for sure. I worked in medical devices too, briefly as an engineer. I was a mechanical engineer for yeah. a small company that does like knee stuff and hip stuff and oh yeah, all those um, bones spine products, that, yeah. the, the bone stuff. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm. I feel like I can't get out of women's health. Like I've been in it for so long, and I'm like, okay, this is the year I'm gonna switch and like go to a different specialty, and then like someone will reach out to me and be like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot about, about that already. Yeah. I may as well. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so that's what I do now. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Every day is different, um, which I, I just know I can't I can't sit behind a desk. I'm way too hands-on. Sure. And so I like to be able to talk with different people, interact in different environments, whether that be, you know, with different doctors or hospital staff or whatever. So that's cool. what I like about it. Yep. Awesome. Well, tell me about bikes. How did you get into bikes? How did I get into bikes? Okay, so I guess we'll back up and I started actually my endurance career like doing endurance sports um through I did my first marathon my senior year of college nice uh my roommate who is still one of my best friends to this day um her name's Alex she uh we met through rowing I was briefly on the UT rowing team until I decided I hate (laughs) rowing (laughs) um and with the pre-med schedule and all that kind of stuff I like could not like I was not sleeping. I couldn't wake up at like 5 a.m., go row, do academics, and then like study at night and then do it all again the next day. It was too much. The rowing team seems insane at UT because they just take athletic people and work them to death. And then shove them into a boat and put them on the water and say, all right, go. Go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So so that's how I met Alex uh, was was through rowing and she was like, I quit rowing and she she was like, we should train for a marathon. And I'm like, you know what? That is insane no like that is a far way to carry your body on two feet um so we did a marathon we did the austin marathon (laughs) and i sat down i think it was like i was like basically at the end i was like mile 22 i was like i can't do this like i took my shoes off i sat there for like five minutes and like somebody walks over like are you okay i was like no 
my feet hurt. I'm 22 miles in. I'm so close, but I like need a minute. So, um, so yeah. So I started uh, into endurance through the marathon. I did my first. It's very much type two fun. Like, it's definitely not fun while you're doing it. But after the fact, you're like, oh, I wasn't in that much pain. <laughs> I didn't I'll have do to sit down one. and take my shoes off. <laughs> I'll block that part out of my mind. Um, so, so then I signed up for my second marathon. Um, and then once I quit rowing, I was also teaching spin class at hmm. the University of Texas. So okay. I was teaching spin class on the side just to kind of like balance everything out. And then once again, Alex with her crazy ideas was like, we should do a triathlon. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know the first thing about triathlon or like whatever that is. And so her stepdad was an Ironman triathlete. Oh, wow. And kind of, like, showed us the ropes um, on, like, I didn't know what a transition was or anything like that. So he kind of, like, showed us the ropes on, um, you know, how to do all of that. And then I didn't know the first thing about swimming. And so Alex, of course, she swam growing up. And my other roommate, Heather, at the time, uh, she was also a swimmer. And so it was, like, comedy hour for the first time, (laughs) for the first hour that they took me out to the pool. But we made it through. We did our first um, sprint triathlon, uh, a Captex try. Nice. Um, I swam in that dirty water. I felt like I was in a washing machine. Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into triathlon. Since then, I've done, I think I've done, like, seven half Ironmans. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it, it's like when all, every time I do one, I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Like, I'm retiring. And then I <laughs> sign up for another one. But... Um, I haven't done a full yet. I think mm-hmm. it's like, it's a one, that will be definitely be a one and done for me. Like I want to yeah. do it just to get the sense of accomplishment, but also those people that do full Ironmans are like, they, they train morning, noon and night. I don't know. Oh my it's gosh. a full-time job. It's crazy. It, it is a full-time job at keeping your miles up and yeah. then not getting hurt yes. and then training through getting hurt. And it just, it's, oh my goodness. It's absolutely nuts. Um, so yeah, so I got into triathlon, uh, met, course like started dating a cyclist which honestly like he taught me so much like he Mm -hmm. taught me rules of the road etiquette how to change a flat tire how to like kind of fuel properly out on longer rides Mm -hmm. um so I mean it was beneficial the relationship didn't last but you know that's okay um I still ride um and then yeah so that's kind of how I got more or less into riding um, as far as like writing in a group, um, I briefly moved to Dallas for a job after I graduated college. Hmm. And um, I would go up to group rides in Dallas. I would ride, actually it was a Mellow Johnny's group out of Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So I'd ride with the Mellow Johnny's group of Fort Worth. I was always the only girl. Um, I, <laughs> my friend's dad, like he was also a cyclist in Arlington. He's like, you should come ride with me and my, my guys that we ride with. So I show up and it's like, I called it the old man group. <laughs> and I like, you know, walk up and I'm like, oh, I'm fit. I can like blow these guys out of the water. And if anybody knows anything about middle-aged men that have been riding for 40 years, it's that they are fast. They're, yep. <laughs> They're so strong. So they don't always look it, but yeah. Oh my gosh. It's insane. So I go to my old man ride and, um, once again, always the only, only girl. Mm-hmm. Also the most junior by probably 30 years. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> 
I showed up and they're like, who is this little blonde girl? Like, you know, what's she doing here? I also didn't know what Strava was at the time. So uh-huh. I'm sitting here pulling on the front of the group. And then I didn't realize there was a Strava segment coming up. And then they just blew my doors off and like left me in the dust. Oh, God. And I was like, what is this? Like, I do not get it. So I was literally like in the middle of nowhere. My first group ride. And I was like, this is stressful. <laughs> this is so stressful. Yeah. Um, but I kept showing up and earned my stripes with my, the old men. And hmm. You know, I honestly, it was a great way to learn just because it was like, if you're not going to learn, like get out, you know, so it's a brutal way to learn, but you learn very quickly. Just kind of like the etiquette of the group and figuring out how the group moves and riding close to people. Because in triathlon, you're, you're, you kind of have a bubble around you. You're not used to riding people right next to you. Um, So riding in a group was like a very different world for me um for sure but it was a great it was a great way to learn unfortunately it was a hard way to learn but it was a great way to learn (laughs) yeah yeah so you moved back to austin yeah so i moved back to austin i still kept riding Mm -hmm. um slowed down on triathlon a bit uh so jack murray the uh jack murray is the guy that owns high five events with his wife stacy mm-hmm. um they used to have a series that it was the a tri-series in the summer so they would do like smaller races during the summer which were which were fun um but i really never rode with a group down mm-hmm. here i just mm-hmm. like didn't i i went out a couple times and i was just like this isn't i didn't can really connect and so yeah. i was like i don't know i don't want to do this so i just rode by myself all the time rode the same routes all the time. It was really? so boring. Where'd, yeah. where'd, you, where'd you ride? What? I would ride, I would ride 360 more than like you, oh my gosh, I never want to ride 360 again, but <laughs> we ride it all the time. So I ride 360. I also would ride out uh, towards Creed more, do the Creed okay. more loop. Yep. So yeah, the classic. Just like yeah. getting your miles in, yeah, go damn loop, grind. you know. Yeah, of course. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. It, the, it's interesting trying to get into cycling. Riding a bike is fun. Being on a bike is a different experience and a different sort of athletic thing but the culture around it is interesting and specific and sometimes it's it's hard to like feel a part of that community or hard to break into it or hard to even understand it there's so much to know both about bikes and then about the culture around yeah I honestly the culture around cycling is not a welcoming culture it's not whatsoever (laughs) it's it's kind of mean it I, I it is but it's true like if any like the barrier, A, the barrier to entry, it's just so expensive. Like, it's expen- It's an expensive it sport to be a part of. Um, and then on top of that, the etiquette, the knowing, it's it's a lot to know. It is. And it's like, well, where do you even start? Yep. You know, I mean, if, if your socks are too short, people are going to be call like, you out people are going to call you out, oh, you're a triathlon person. Oh, your socks are short. Oh, like, you're, 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 you're wearing a sleeveless jersey. <laughs> like, you're a triathlete. <laughs> or your name is Lynn. <laughs> or you're Lynn, right? Yeah, it's just like, why... Why are there all of these very specific I don't rules? Know. It's really difficult. It's like you almost need like a manual that does. Oh, well, I guess I guess it does exist on the internet if you look. It, the, if, the, if the cycling but, commandments or whatever it is. But yep, I've I've seen those linked somewhere for sure. There's like three thousand of them. <laughs> like there's too many rules to actually know. Um, but yeah, it's a very, in my opinion, I think it's a very elitist sport mm. that. You know, it's if, unless you know somebody or you've done it, your parents did it growing up. Like, how did how the hell are you supposed to know all this stuff? And, For sure. Um, yeah. Breakfast Club, who we both ride with, I think has done a great job of kind of breaking breaking that mold and making it more approachable. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, it doesn't matter 
who you are or what you're writing, like you're welcome. You're welcome to ride with Breakfast Club, which is definitely not the experience I've gotten anywhere else. Right. Which is why I would ride by myself so often, like when I first moved back to Austin. Yeah. It's it's insane that so many people, that hundreds of people show up on those weekend rides. It is just baffling to me to see that many people, but it makes sense. It, It is such a welcoming group. And it, it makes sense that people are like thirsty for that, that there's oh, so many yeah. people own bikes and their bikes live in their garage and they're waiting for the opportunity to ride them. And then Breakfast yeah. Club pops up in Austin and it's just like, like immediately grow. takes off. Yeah, like grows. It's, it's crazy. I think the biggest group ride I had ever done before Breakfast Club was probably like 30 people. <laughs> and then you show up to Breakfast Club, which rides in four separate groups because the groups are so big themselves. Yep. Um, and even like the group two and group three, they're oh edging on the a hundred people a piece. Like yep. that is nuts to me. Um, and also just being able to create an environment where you actually spend time to get to know the people around you. Yeah. Um, I think that's another thing that, you know, whenever you're riding with these groups that are like trying to tear your legs off, you are breathing so hard. You don't have time. You can't, to, talk. You can't talk to those people. <laughs> I'm so anaerobic. I feel, I feel like I want to have a heart attack. Yeah. Um, which breakfast club, you know, that's part of the emphasis is creating a sense of community and getting to know people and spending time with them and drinking beer after the ride, of course, a breakfast sure. beer after the ride, <laughs> um, just to get to know them, you know? What's yeah. the point of riding you in a group if you don't talk to anybody? You may For as well just sure. ride by yourself. Yeah, I appreciate that too because I'd been on like bike ride, uh, like shop rides before yeah. Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and it's like people peel off to go back home on their way back to the shop it's like that's it they're there to for the benefits of riding in a group for like the safety benefits of riding in a group. yeah i think it's like the safety benefits of riding in a group and maybe and there are of course like the people that are like i want to go out and i want to hammer and i like (laughs) don't you know that's their only time where they can maybe have that outlet Mm -hmm. which is cool because we have that too you know we have pro cyclists world tour cyclists that ride with breakfast club and then also like people that are showing up on beach cruisers like you have literally both ends of the spectrum but I think the emphasis on getting to know the community is just like the 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 common theme throughout like breakfast club and also the babes ride yeah how how did babes ride start it's a great idea I love it yeah so babes ride actually started with just it was just a few of us that were like well let's just ride together a group of girls it was like me and Claire and a couple others were like let's just ride together and I was like, this should be a standing thing. You know, um, I think women, women in cycling, there's not a lot of them. They're very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something special about having this kind of, this, this group where there's, you're not going to get something mansplained to you, <laughs> which I think is great. You know, it I think is. women are more open to asking questions that they may not ask if, if men were there. For sure. Um, or if they're, if they're hesitant about something or they're not sure about something, like they'll, they're much more inclined to voice that than to voice it in front of a huge group where they don't really know anybody. Definitely. Um, I think too, kind of creating a subgroup with the babes ride is, um, 
you know, some people aren't quite comfortable in showing up to breakfast club because it is 300 people. Like <laughs> that's a, that's, that can be intimidating. So it's like, I want to get used to writing in a group that's maybe not so big <laughs> using that as a stepping stone and then going into the big group ride. So it's kind Definitely. of like, you know, training wheels, getting, getting ready for the bigger ride. If you think you need it though, I mean, even if you were to just show up to, to breakfast club, like there's obviously a no drop group where you would be, you know, taken care of no problem. But yep. You know, having a group of women, and you're sharing, you have, you share same interests. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's really cool, and it's really, it's been a cool thing to be a part of and help build. Yeah, I've been like very satisfied with it, just because I feel like too, I've ridden with other teams and groups that are women only, mm-hmm. but it's very clicky. You know, it's they're ra- they're racing girls, like yeah, but they and that's cool, like. For sure. But, but that's like, their thing. They're very serious. Yeah. They're going to train. They're going to race. That's and, it. Yeah. And we're like literally just <laughs> riding to go drink beer afterwards. <laughs> that's our end goal. <laughs> we're not training. I mean, maybe you can incorporate this for a race, but like we're not out here to ride like 70 miles and then go do this crazy race or anything like that. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that's been super cool, a super cool thing to see evolve and just the community um, I mean, you're in our group threads, group text messages and stuff. Like everyone is so encouraging. Yeah. Um, and we have our like little babes threads, group chat, and it's a lot more noisy compared to like the overall gener- is. general <laughs> club. Like everyone's very chatty and I love that, like creating that sense of community. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the first time I showed up to a babes ride, I, uh, I forget where we rolled out of it. Might've been already at holdout. Um, where did it start initially? It was so. Is that Mean Eyed Cat? Okay, um, I did show up to the yeah. to Mean Eyed Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we started at Mean Eyed Cat, um, and then we moved to Holdout, and then we moved to Meteor. And right. Meteor is our current home. Yeah, which we love. The I haven't made it out to Meteor yet. I keep having things come up on Wednesday evenings, yeah. and it to Meteor, and it. I'm just like, I want to go ride with the girls. Yeah. The first time I showed up, I was just like, yeah, cool. Like I'll go do this. It seems like a cool thing. I've chatted with some of the women in Breakfast Club. Um, should be fun. And I wasn't prepared for just how cool it felt rolling out to roll out with this like squad of gals. I was like, oh shit, this is really cool. This is a lot cooler than I thought. Like, and I like it too, because it's like a much more casual theme. Like wear your cutoff tank tops (laughs) and like wear whatever. And you know, we've did like a pride ride and like, you know, that sort of thing. So I think we can have more fun with it. Um, and we did say, I mean, part of breakfast club was like, it was founded on like riding the hills of West Austin. (laughs) So we ride like two hills and, you know, we'll wait, we'll regroup and cruise back and drink wine afterwards. So it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. No. Uh, if you haven't, if you're a, uh, gal and you haven't been to babes ride and you ride bikes, you really need to make a point of showing up. We, we will welcome you with open arms. Whoever is there. We'll welcome you in whether you are someone who races at driveway or races on a bigger scale than that mm. those people show up mm-hmm. all the way down to i just got a bike and i want to ride but need somebody to ride i need with. somebody yeah. to ride with so 6 p.m wednesdays out of meteor is when and where we're riding um you can always check the breakfast club instagram <laughs> we post grant our favorite and in, in, instagram instagram uh, <laughs> instagram will make a post about it so um, but no, it's, it's fantastic. And Meteor actually has been a fantastic home for us. Um, they take care of us. They give us babe specials on wine, <laughs> which you can't complain about that. No. <laughs> so, but no, it's been cool. We did, um, 
Breakfast Club actually hosted Ladies Night at the driveway, which mm-hmm. we absolutely do not pride ourselves on being a racing team. Uh-huh. Uh, but we had like six girls out there racing. Um, yeah. It's so hard. Right? The driveway is a fast-paced cr- criterium for 40 minutes you're redlining. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had six girls race and about 70 people that went out to spectate. Oh, that's awesome. And support, which was so cool. Um, yeah. Honestly, it's like one of the hardest things. Like, oh my gosh. Physically, it is so hard. <laughs> yeah. That that was another thing I wanted to ask you about because you did your first driveway relatively recently. Yeah. And then you've done... Uh, like a handful of them yeah how how's that been like dipping your toe into crit racing it is so hard I I have so much more respect for those women that actually for everyone in general that does crit racing it yeah it is um there's a lot more tactic to it than I knew about Mm -hmm. um so I think sitting back and like kind of just watching how the group moves and how attacks happen and how breakaways happen and then if you do an attack is it you know is it gonna stick I don't know um so cycling words <laughs> cycling words I know so Veronica who rides she's a phenomenal cyclist everyone knows and loves Veronica in our yeah. group um she's kind of been like our mother hen when it comes to <laughs> to racing and kind of like the oracle she knows everything in my opinion she knows everything she will say she does not know everything because she's very humble but she seems like she does though oh she does she absolutely does um but she's completely self-taught too, which I huh, you know, I didn't know that. I, I think yeah, I think that's what she said. She's she has learned a lot on her own. Yeah, um, which is just even more impressive. But yeah, she's kind of shepherded us through. No one crashed. I was so worried. I was like, someone's gonna crash. Like someone's gonna crash somebody else out. I was like, freaking out about that a little bit just because I'm mainly for myself. I'm like, I'm gonna crash somebody out. I don't Mm-mm. know. I don't know what the hell yeah. I'm doing. Um, but everyone made it through with the rubber side down across the finish line, which was great, thank God. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's hard, it's really hard, it's a really hard effort, but it's really cool, it's a really cool series if you're wanting to get into racing just because it is kind of a more palatable, t- you know, you race for 40 minutes. Like, yeah. it's not long, but man, is it intense. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. I mean, you've done, you've done it. I've, I've done a couple, yeah. Um, it was... It was the hardest that I have exercised maybe since I'd swam in high school and was really oh, into it. Yeah. It was, yeah, redlining the entire 40 minutes, um, and I I didn't even keep up with the pack. You were able to stick with the group. I tried, man. I was like, if I can just sit on somebody's wheel and catch a draft, maybe, just maybe. maybe. <laughs> and you die. did. You did. You, yeah. you finished with the Peloton in, your, yeah. in the very first yeah. one that you did, which is... Oh, awesome. Dude, it was so hard. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna go vomit on my handle vomit on my handlebars real quick. But no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um I don't know what I, I accidentally messed up my registration, so I signed up for all of October this month. Oh no. And I'm like, why did I do this? I don't know if I'm gonna do that. But uh yeah, we're going to Marfa this weekend to ride bikes, which I'm thrilled about doing. Yeah. I think I'm not gonna race my bike, I'm gonna ride my bike just because I that's, wanna take that's in my this, thought. Yeah, take yep. in the scenery, because whenever you're riding that hard, you lose sight of what's around you, and that's For sure. kind of the whole point of riding bikes, you know? That is the whole point of riding bikes. I I wish we could tell... I wish everybody could hear that. Yeah. And it's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of people that go out and hammer, but it's also okay to not hammer sometimes. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're, like, have this beautiful scenery around you. Maybe... I mean, if you're writing Creedmore, okay. If you're writing Creedmore, <laughs> fine. It's not a lot to see except some, like, business parks uh-huh. um, on our way out there. But, no, I think 
I've never been to West Texas. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I know. I'm really thrilled. So I think it'll be good. I I told a couple a couple girls. I was like, I think I just want to like kind of cruise. Like, we're gonna do 100k. Yeah. And it'll be a scenic 100k. We can stop if we need to. Um, take photos. I don't know. Yeah. I've I don't know how photos. scenic it's actually gonna be. Really? Because oh, West no. Texas. I mean, so like Big Bend, way south. That's yeah. gorgeous, and there's a lot yeah. of, like, elevation uh, and things going on there. But, like, around Marfa itself, oh, it no. is... It's, well, it'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, like, very slow, like, hills, inclines, yeah. but, like, a lot of just, like, feeling like you're in the middle of, like, the desert in the middle yeah. of nowhere, which is a different type of scenery. Yeah, we don't have that here. We do so not have it'll that be, here. It'll be different, but, I mean, that was kind of the same thing. We took a trip to Santa Fe. Oh, my gosh. And that was so cool. It was, honestly, I think that was one of my favorite trips I've ever taken. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just because, I mean, the group of people we were with, everyone got along. There was no drama. The writing was fantastic. We sat by the pool. Like, what's <laughs> not to like about that? Yeah. Um, but, like, once again, it's like, I don't want to go out and hammer because then I won't be able to... I'll be focusing on my computer or, like, how fast I'm going or just the road <laughs> and not looking up and, like, seeing the mountains around you. So... For sure. I think that's... I need I need to like consciously remind myself to like do that, <laughs> but I think it's impo- it's an important thing to note. So it is, yeah, you know. and it's it's so exciting to have such a big chunk of people going to Marfa. Oh, it's like Santa Fe 2.0, except Grant didn't have to organize it. I know we're not gonna have <laughs> robes to sit by the. <laughs> That was the best part of of the of the like swag setup was the freaking embroidered robe. That I was agree. It I was couldn't agree more. Actually, insane. so Grant was very anti robe. Um, was the robe your idea? No, the I think the robe was actually Matt Randall's idea. Interesting. Maybe Jake Ritter's idea. Uh huh. Um, I wish that was my idea. No, <laughs> that was a great idea. Uh, but no, I think I talked to the race director. He actually the race director for Marfa mm-hmm. rode with us two weeks ago. Oh, he was in town. Nice. Yeah. So I saw his Marfa shirt and I'd heard his name. Um, uh-huh. and he, yeah, he was like, I'm Zeke, and I was like oh my gosh, you're the, the Zeke. Like, Cause you, you had chatted with him to like sneak a few more breakfast club people. We into were trying Marfa, to, right? so the thing was like, we, they had to get city permit oh. for the number. So it was kind of like, it, it was held up by the city essentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you guys completely just like blew up our <laughs> registration. And I honestly, it was like maybe five or 10 people, um, had originally registered for Marfa <laughs> And then it caught wind, and now we have, like, 55 people going, and I think we take up, like, a third of the race entries. So I, I love it. I, I know. I told him, I was like, if you need us to help with something, like, I don't, I don't know what that would entail, but, like, we have a large number of people, and we can certainly, you know, we're happy to help with whatever but yeah no it's that's the thing about breakfast club it's like if one person a couple people do it like you'll instantly have like 50 to 60 people that want in on it too yeah um which i think is so cool like it's awesome built-in built-in friends and built-in squad to to go do literally anything anything go to acl yeah yeah it's fantastic we yeah we were at acl this past weekend it's like you can't walk across the park without running into somebody (laughs) from breakfast club Club. (laughs) it's I feel like it is almost like an adult, like sorority or fraternity. Oh yeah, it's but like, a total like cult. for bikes, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's very, yep, it's it's a bike cult. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I love it. It's it's been really really gratifying to be a part of, and um, it's something. It it does take up a lot of time. I feel mm-hmm. like with the babes ride and drive. I swear, it's like something every night of the week. Um, but you know, 
I think it's I think it's fantastic. And there's a lot of crossover um, between. I used to. I mean, I run with raw running. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of crossover between runners and cyclists and triathletes. And it's a very you know, you're, you're kind of in different worlds, but not really. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think that's awesome. Leg endurance people are yeah. leg endurance people, uh, to some extent. It's people that love cardio. It's, it's, can't get the, it's the same flavor of person. I feel like. Cut from the same cloth for sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like how much money do you want to spend on your sport might vary. <laughs> do Definitely. you want to buy a pair of running shoes or do you want to buy like a $10,000 bike? <laughs> and it's, a kit and a rack. And, and the, it, the list, it literally just keeps going. Oh, yeah. you could. It's a bottomless pit. You can throw <laughs> an, infinite, an infinite amount of money at cycling, and you'll still want more stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of sickening. I actually was looking. I was talking to David Figaro at Meteor today, and I was like, I think I'm going to order a new bike. But I also have four bikes right now. I can't justify <laughs> that. <laughs> I was like, you have four bikes right now? Well, okay, so I'm trying to sell one of my, tri- my I'm trying to sell my triathlon bike right now. Okay. So if you know anybody that's a size 47 centimeter frame that wants to get in a triathlon, let me know. But uh, yeah, no, I got, I have a road bike, a gravel bike, a mountain bike, and a triathlon bike. And I just sold yeah. my old road bike. Okay. So I'm like, I need a clear, it's it's a hoarding <clears throat> issue at this point. Yeah, one, one in, two out. <laughs> I need to get, I need to, I know, I need to work on myself. This is not good. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Um, what do you like more if you had to pick running or biking? Honestly, I like I like biking more mm-hmm. um, just because you can go farther. You can see more things. Um, granted, I think the th- the thing I do like about running is if you do want a a good workout in a short amount of time, running you can go run really hard for thirty minutes and it's a great workout. Yeah. Riding to get that same level of fitness, I feel like you have to do at least double the amount of time. Yep. Um, and then you gotta pump up your tires and like, just get ready. Getting it's ready. Getting, the the lead time on biking is insane compared to running. <sighs> Honestly, it takes like thirty minutes just to get ready. It, you know, are your tires aired up? Do you have water bottles filled? It's so much it is it is a lot more involved Mountain biking is actually even more involved because I you have imagine. to ride, you have to drive out to the trails and all that stuff. So for sure, it's and, and gravel as well. I mean, if you could technically, I guess, ride your gravel bike on the road, but it yeah. would take a little while to get till you hit gravel, just because Austin's so paved now. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I like riding um, just because you can be literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to come across anyone. And I think that's really, really cool. It's also nice. kind of scary uh, yeah. because if something bad happens, like, it's just you <laughs> if you're not with a group. The uh, the, the double-edged sword oh, of, yeah. like, I'm out by myself. Yay. But also, like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Molly, um, who's one of our friends from Breakfast Club who just moved to Alaska, she um, – she and I actually did a, we, the first time I went out gravel riding was with Molly <laughs> and she shows up and she shows up with her road tires on her gravel bike. And I was like, well, that's not going to work. You're going to get like tons of flats. And so she's like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And so we like pack up, we go to Lockhart. Sure enough, we're 10 miles in. She gets a flat and like fixes it. Okay, cool. We'll keep going. Gets another flat fix it and I'm like okay we're like running out of stuff now to fix all of Molly's flats <laughs> so she gets another flat and then she hitch- hitchhikes home to the town and I'm like freaking out she's like oh I do this all the time and I was like Molly that's not safe I think her bike is literally called hey mister it's so she can like be like hey mister can I get a ride home <laughs> it's 
awful and terrifying. <laughs> but I am also like, please share your location. I want to make sure you're like safe. And she's just back in the middle of like town drinking a beer. And I'm like <laughs> trying to bust my ass back <laughs> to get there. But that's Molly's personality type, um, <laughs> just in a nutshell. <laughs> and now just adventuring in Alaska, posting beautiful pictures yeah. literally all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Uh, she's, yeah, we did, uh, we did rule of three together. Right. Um, yeah. I remember that. A, oh my gosh. That sounded Honestly. absolutely insane. Yeah. So it was this race in Bentonville, Arkansas, which honestly, if you're, if you want a crazy bike race, um, rule of three, I would definitely say yes to, <laughs> uh, so it's, a, you can choose either a 50 mile, um, race or a hundred mile race and it's broken up. So you have single track mountain biking, gravel and road, like mm-hmm. all in one race. And of course it rains like the four days leading up to the race. So it's just a mud pit. And Molly and I are like, well, we're going to be slow. So we'll start in the back, which means every other cyclist has gone through the single track and it is just torn torn apart. And we actually had ourselves a ball. I'm shit at mountain biking. (laughs) And so I was like, let's go mountain bike on our gravel bike. That'll be a great idea. Um, I dislocated my shoulder mountain biking early on. And so I'm like, okay, Molly, if I dislocate my shoulder again, like, this is what you have to do. And she's oh, like, oh, no. bye. <laughs> so, no, it was, honestly, it was so much fun, but we were covered. <laughs> I was picking mud out of my hair for, like, I'm like, I'm never going to be clean again. Oh, the my Mud gosh. is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, baked into my skin at this point. Yeah. But wow. it was it was a total blast. And, um, I mean, it's so cool. Like, we were talking, I was texting with Molly the other day, you know, doing, like, a like a she's gonna be in Alaska next summer mm-hmm. and so I was like well shit like I'm gonna take my bike up there and let's go ride some glaciers or something yeah and um so the Trans-Alaskan pipeline is up there that they have this like, cool route so I think that'd be so cool to do so maybe another bike adventure that would be super cool yeah, yeah. maybe the Different. next breakfast club bike trip hey Grant hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely need some more robes <laughs> Downfilled robes. Maybe maybe a parka (laughs) to go to Alaska. Downfilled robes. Oh, that'd be great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think that's that's what I like the most about cycling. I mean, you can go so far. You can go to so many places as long as you have a bike. Like you can get around. For sure. Um, Yeah. Running. I mean, for me, I just I get tired quick. (laughs) So I mean, you know, five mile run. I'm like, okay, that's good. We're done. We're done here. (laughs) That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of other things that you do, you started Clean Trail Club. Yeah. Tell me about Clean Trail Club. Yeah. So Clean Trail Club actually originated, um, from Austin Parks Foundation. It was, Hmm. they, they hosted, um, it's my park day. Mm -hmm. And, um, so a couple of me and my, my running friends, uh, Mm -hmm. went and this like little small park up in North Austin to do it's my park day, which essentially you just pick up trash in local parks. Mm-hmm. Um, or help, I think they needed like sand spread out over their sand volleyball courts or mulch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a beautification process. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. And we were in, the, it was the middle of COVID and I was like, well, we should do this every, well, it started out every weekend, which is kind of aggressive. And they're like, okay, maybe every other weekend. And then it became <laughs> summer and I'm like, okay, no one wants to be in the heat. So we're taking a break during summer. But, um, yeah, it was actually started. And then Colin, Colin Finley, who's a photo- phenomenal photographer, mm-hmm. um, and great for one of my best friends in Austin, uh, helped me like get stable with it. Um, so nice. yeah, so pretty much what we do is we go to different, we set a meeting spot, go pick up trash along the trails, 
Um, for me, the hike and bike trail is near, near and dear to my heart. And I think everybody's heart that has, is affiliated with any sort of fitness activity in Austin. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of the bread and butter. It's a very well kept trail that I can't tell you. I mean, I've been running on that trail all through call. Like I can't tell you how many miles I've run on that trail. And so it's kind of a cool way to say, you know, I want to give back to the community that has give, given me so much and provided a safe, clean space for me to work out or have a picnic or play Frisbee or take my dog. You know, it's, it's a cool way to give back and it's, it doesn't take any time, you know, it takes, yeah. even if you're just out walking by yourself, like take an extra trash bag. Um, you're part of clean trail club now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, yourself can do it yourself. Um, so yeah, Colin has been really great. We did some work with, um, outdoor voices and nice. trail roots and just different groups that want to be, want to give back to the community. Outdoor voice was actually a really fun event. We did a, what do they call it? A tra- it was like a trash jog or it had some catchy word. I can't remember. Colin, Colin would know, but he's the one, Colin is actually the one that he does all the photography and cool Instagram. Yeah. His pictures are so cool that it's not surprising to me that like outdoor voices and trail roots were like, yeah, we'd want to work with you. Yeah. He Colin takes can make trash cool look picture. cool. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I'm like, he's he like, I'm like, this is a really cool photo of trash. Like go figure, but um, it's aesthetic trash. It's very aesthetic trash. <laughs> My nickname. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but he, he's, First, we started out, we actually, Mike Thompson, everyone knows Mike Thompson. Everybody. He uh, sold me my first bike. Um, but Really? He, yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. He, um, he hooked us up with the with Home Deep, no, Lowe's, <laughs> and got us like a bunch of trash bags donated mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And honestly, it's like a very inexpensive thing to, to run. All you really need yeah. are trash bags and gloves. <laughs> Um, and maybe a mask if it's like level five or whatever we're in. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we just went down to stage three. Um, yeah. Stage three. Which is, yeah, uh, nice. Finally. Gosh. I feel oh like goodness. it's just been unrelenting, but, yeah. um, yeah. So, I mean, we picked different locations and I, I know, um, you know, the, the hike and bike trail gets a lot of love. It's a very well-funded trail. And yeah. so we like to try to pick. Every once in a while we'll meet there just because it's very central, mm-hmm. um, but pick other parks that don't, maybe don't get as much love where there's still, there's just heaps of trash everywhere. Um, I live over yep. on the east side and so Roy G Park is kind of my closest park and yeah. Secret Beach is over there and people don't always, they don't always pack it out, they pack it in, but they do not pack it out. <laughs> yeah, it's sad because it's so cool to have that right in the middle of Austin. Oh, it's To be great. close to the water and the trees and everything, but then, yeah, people go to like have a drink or picnic they bring and then they leave bottles. their shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah, gosh. they bring 12 glass Bud Light bottles out there. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's nuts. Um, my dog loves it because there's so much like trash to eat, but my golden retriever. Um, but no, it's, it's a really cool way to kind of keep the community activated. I mean, even if you're not a runner or cyclist or whatever, like it's a very easy thing to do. Um, if you have kids or, you know, you're not, you're a walker or whatever, you want to just be outside. Um, it's, it's an easy thing to be able to do and it's, you know, it's outside's free. So we want to keep it clean. For sure. Nice. That's awesome that you guys started that and have, have kept up with it. Yeah. I I mean, it's easy to like have an idea and do something one or two times, but to consistently, even if it's not 
regularly programmed or scheduled like circle back to that is yeah. such a like wonderful thing and it's really cool to see and partner with different with different groups i mean um for us outdoor voices reached out to us we were like what if they know <laughs> outdoor voices knows who we are like we're little we're the little guys on the block um yeah but no it's it's been cool and i mean i know this past summer we were less consistent with it just because it's just so blasted hot it's you know? so and hot even even in the morning like it's well, it's, in the morning, too, we try to be respectful because people try to get their, like, long runs, long sure. rides in. And we know that's, like, a big part of our community. And so we're like, okay, we're not going to do it in the morning. So let's do it at 5 p.m. when it's 10,000 degrees. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of like we're like, well, maybe we'll just temporarily be, go on a hiatus. And then um, we, we're starting it back up. So it's, nice. it's cool. Um, but, yeah, you know, I love it. Colin actually applied for a grant and got grant money because really? it's uh, part of the – LGBTQ-led organization, and so go yeah. Colin. Yeah, I know. Bring I was like, I got this grant. In. I know. I was like, I got this grant money. I was like, I didn't even know you were applying for that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, <"Good> on you. <laughs> no, it's awesome, and he's he's very organized, so he keeps <laughs> he... my head on my shoulders. <laughs> nice. Did you guys meet through Raw? We did meet through Raw. Yeah, nice. so we met through Raw. Um, Obviously, we didn't run together. Colin's a phenomenal runner. Is I'm, he? Oh Very my fast. gosh. Have you seen his legs? They go on I've, for days. I, I have seen his legs. Oh gosh, yes, I'm but... all of 5'2", <laughs> short little legs, and Colin's like a gazelle. Like He actually just kind of floats above the ground. Um, but yeah, we met through Raw, different groups, but still the same group. Uh, and so during COVID, um, we spent a lot of time together just because it was like the world shut down, but you still need some sense of community. Yep. Um, so we would go sit at the park, do happy hour at the park together and run. I mean, we would run kind of together, but we would walk our dogs mainly. Uh, but no, he's, he's, he's hilarious. He's talented, uber talented. Um, but yeah, so I mean, raw also huge community, like yeah. huge sense of community. We went and it, did that all out mile. Um, I guess that was was that last week. It was only last week. It seems so long ago. Um, and there were probably like a hundred people that showed up to because it was a fundraiser. So mm-hmm. uh, it was just Le- just keep living Matthew McConaughey's foundation. Nice. Um, so I think they were trying to raise twenty five thousand dollars for that. So tons of people showed up, but it's like once again, you have something that sticks you know something that sticks and something that somebody wants to be a part of much like breakfast club it's kind of like for sure is it Mm -hmm. is raw's vibe similar to breakfast club in Mm -hmm. terms of being inclusive and like yeah 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 yeah. so uh, their whole the way their workouts are structured um they have uh, they go haf which is hard hard as fuck (laughs) so um the workouts are they have several workouts that they'll cycle through, but it's all very much inter- um, like interval based. Hmm. So, or d- running hills, but they always regroup, you know, nice. so you're not going to be like dropped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, like I remember I, d- I started running with raw back in 2014 and then I moved to Dallas and it was small back then. And I moved to Dallas for two years and came back and it had like blown up. And I was like, I did my first raw workout when I came back and I like did like one loop around I was like okay like I'm ready to go have a beer (laughs) this is really hard it's really hot um but no it's 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 much of the same kind of they try to make it very approachable for people um of 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 all experience to come run I mean they have some of the fastest runners in Austin that that run with that group yeah so I mean you're definitely you'll get worked if you want to get worked but there's also if you want to sit a a lap out or something like that's totally okay too yeah so it's cool it's it's been cool to see kind of that the evolution of that as well um 
they have I think they have a Under Armour sponsorship now um, yeah. through Ryan Fenton and Paris so yeah it's that's cool super cool and seeing Claire on like Under yeah. Armour's Instagram page that I was like okay yeah <laughs> local yeah. celebrity like no national celebrity international celebrity wow now? I don't know I don't know <laughs> let's get her autograph now and try to sell it on eBay <laughs> uh, no yeah no it's cool so Under Armour um we had an Under Armour connection uh she actually switched and now works for Super Coffee which has moved to Austin mm. um but yeah, so Under Armour had a their one of their headquarters is NC Home. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So I'm not sure the connection now, but yeah, they there's like only a couple, there are a handful of um, running groups across the country that are sponsored by Under Armour, and um, they like to do kind of competitions between the different yeah. groups, which is cool. And, but you know, like I know um, resident runners, uh, they're based out of Brooklyn. They came down and did like a taco run with <laughs> with Raw like a couple years ago, which is really cool. So uh-huh. yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah, kind of bridge the gap between, um, you know, state lines. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Jordy, what I've gotten out of our conversation is that uh, you like Type Two Fun. Type you, Two Fun. <laughs> you like community, and more people should show up to like run or ride bikes with you. Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> you know, um, I for me, I'm very much just. A recreational athlete uh-huh. um, I do not get paid for this <laughs> uh, and so I think I think it's a cool thing to do to build community people that are like-minded um, but no yeah it's very much type two fun I feel like often things oftentimes we're doing things I'm like is this a good is this fun are we having fun and I question it and I'm like okay no that was that was fun <laughs> that was a good time retrospectively <laughs> yeah, yeah retrospectively I think I did have fun <laughs> I might need to try it again just to make sure but yeah <laughs> So, yes. Well, cool. Um, Jordi, thank you so much yeah. for, for being on the podcast. If people want to reach out to you or find you, where can they hear more about you or more about Clean Trail Club? So, uh, Clean Trail Club is our handle, at Clean Trail Club. Easy. Um, yeah, it's very easy. Um, my handle is uh, jwhittle13. Um, so, you can reach out to me if you want more information about Breakfast Club, about Clean Trail Club, about Raw. Um about medical devices and <laughs> just let me know but no thank you so much for having me this has been a blast yeah thanks Jordy. <laughs>